Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. I decided um, one minute ago that I'm going to call us baddies from now on because we're bad witches and I happen to think we're all hot stuff. And, um, you know, I always say different stuff. I always say like babes or honeys or sweeties or lovelies, but I like baddies. I feel like it really encapsulates the bad witch energy. So, hey, my baddies, how are y'all doing? Um, I'm doing much better. <laughs> I think I sound better. I think my vibe is a lot better. Um, I think my energy shooting out of your preferred podcast app is better this week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little back to normal. I'm a little more, um, Mickey than I was last week. I just, whew, yeah, all the ghosts have, uh, left me alone. Interesting. I, I'm kind of wondering if maybe, the stuff going on with like me being ghosted was manifesting an energy in my house, like a, a low key poltergeisty situation. I mean, it wasn't low key. They were ringing doorbells and whatnot, but I feel like maybe all of that was me manifesting it and not an actual spirit, which is fine by me because uh, everything has floated away. So we're just going to let all the ghosts uh, go wherever they went off to. And we're not going to worry about them anymore. And they're not welcome back. And, uh, oh, you know what I wanted to say? I was talking to my mom uh, this weekend and she's, I just wanted to share this on the podcast because if you, you know, have gone through a breakup recently or you are going through a breakup or a tough time in your relationship. Hi, welcome to a relationship chat with Mickey, even though I don't like talking about this stuff, I guess I do. Um, I just wanted to share this because my mom is like the HWIC. She is the head witch in charge. And she's got that good witchy wisdom. Okay, even though she denies being a witch, I've told y'all this. I'm like slowly pulling it out of her. Side note, she tried to send me to a nunnery this weekend. We'll get there in a second. But yeah, so. <laughs> oh, she's a delight. Um, so here's the advice from um, our, our witch mom, our, our collective witch mom. She's she's one of those moms that's like everyone's mom. She like raised all my friends. They would come to the house all the time. This was the slumber party house. So yeah, she's your mom too. You're welcome. If you need a mom, I'll be your mom. And if I'm not good enough, my mom can be your mom. <laughs> anyway, so she just told me this and I was like, yeah, mom, As how many times can I say mom? A hundred. I was like, you're right. You're right on the nose as always. So what she told me was you should never give someone a second chance to show you that they don't want you. And I was like, well... If that ain't the word, I don't know what is that. That was the word this week. And so I wanted to share that with y'all. I love that. Like, yeah, why would you ever give someone in, in any capacity, not necessarily just a relationship, but if it's a, um, a romantic relationship, but if it's a familial relationship or friend relationship, so like a friendship, that's what that's called, um, or if it's a work situation, you know, it's not worth our time or our energy to chase after anything because what is destined for us is destined for us and no one can stand in the way of that path. We can deviate ourselves off of that path. We do it all the time with the decisions we make and the intuitions that we don't listen to, into which shuns that we don't listen to, of course. Um, so we can throw ourselves off, but the end is always going to be where it is. I throw myself off. I don't know, weekly. <laughs> I just make decisions. I'm not, they're just wrong. And then my cards yell at me and tell me, no girl, we've done told you. Can you just listen to us? I'm like, yeah, 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 I got it. And then I just do it again the next week. But 
I, I love that because chasing after something, if you have to chase after it, and this isn't the same as being persistent and going after something and working towards an achievement or a goal. This is chasing something like you're running and you're out of breath and you're sweating and it's hot. It's so hot outside. Why? I mean, global warming is why, but, um, I don't like it and I don't appreciate it and I'm not going to stand for it. (laughs) We got to figure something out because, um, your girl is going to be in a puddle by summer solstice. But yeah, the, the notion of chasing after something of exerting yourself in, in a, in a harsh, hard, heavy way that's just not something that's meant for us, you know? And, and so not just in a relationship, but all these different avenues and capacities don't chase after something that's just not meant to be because our destiny is laid out for us. And what is meant to be will be, it, it might take a year. It might take a month. It might take 20 years, but we're always going to get to that destination. So what's the point in wasting time and deviating ourselves, chasing after something that's not supposed to be there. So yeah, is something, anything, person, place, thing shows you that it doesn't want you, then don't let it show you twice, you know, and you know, places too. Like I, I love to move. (laughs) It's my favorite thing in the world. I, I just, I don't know. I have these ideas. I guess I just watched too many like TV shows when I was a kid, honestly, and read too many books, but, um, I moved to New York two separate occasions because I was like, I'm, I just know I'm a New Yorker in my heart. <laughs> I am so much bigger than this little Southern city I'm from. And I'm so sophisticated and cosmopolitan. <laughs> like, okay. Um, and so I moved to New York two separate occasions. And when I tell you, I actually had a physical reaction to being there. Like, and this is when I go visit too. I get sick to my stomach. I'll break out in some way. I'll have some kind of like, uh, rat like contact dermatitis reaction is something that something spiritually with that city and that's I think I have told these stories before but if not I'll tell them on the Halloween extravaganza in five months October um, I'll tell the stories in but that is the times that I was in New York were the times of my life where I was the most haunted in a bad way. Um, not guided by angels, not spiritually impacted by my guides, personally, my ancestors. Mm-mm. These were dead ass ghosts and spirits and things that go bump in the night that I was like, no, go bump over there. Cause it's not my business. <laughs> so it's something about New York that does not, it does not get down with me. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't want to frame this on a romantic relationship because this advice is across the board and your romantic really, Ooh, Hey, thunder. All right, we're getting a good creepy vibe going for this episode, which is perfect for the topic we're going to talk about. But anyway, um, okay, that's a lot of thunder. Got it. I'm on the right path. <laughs> but yeah, your romantic relationship, like I said last week, it, it's it's a wonderful part of your life. It is an addition to your life, but it doesn't have to be the totality of your life. It's an accessory. It's a Louis Vuitton bag. It's a Chanel bag. It's a Fendi bag. If you don't like bags, it's a Christian Louboutin shoe. It's a wonderful, delicious, coveted, high, uh, high esteem. I'm not saying the right high esteemed thing, but it enhances your life in a way. It doesn't have to be your whole life. So I don't want to center this just on romantic relationships. We already had our love episode, but yeah, that was just some, uh, mama Donna wisdom from me, from her to me, (laughs) to you. It's okay to reject back the things that are rejecting you. At some point, that's okay. At some point, it's okay to cut that cord, whether we do it physically, we do it metaphysically, we do it spiritually, 
you, you don't have to chase. If something is meant for you, you won't have to be running a race towards it. Because if something is truly meant for you, then you're just running against yourself. And like, why race yourself? <laughs> Take your time. Learn those lessons. See what the universe is trying to teach you. See what your intuition is telling you. You know, listen to the, the world around you. Look for signs. There's just there's just no point in chasing something and then you catch it and you're like, oh, I didn't really want this anyway. And I probably would have known that if I would have realized that this thing is making me chase it this hard. And I'm running a race to this destination. You know, we're always, especially, like, it depends on how you identify. But if you're part of a marginalized group, and I, I, I'm saying this as a, a woman, as a cisgendered woman, but not to negate anyone else's identity and their experience. But just from my personal perspective, we are always taught that we have to struggle and we have to, it has to be so hard for us. And then it's, we've earned it. What? <laughs> Think about all the people in our society and our families and our friend circles and our world and our, our partners that benefit from privilege of some kind. And, and to say, like I talked about last week, I know that I have a lot of privilege in a lot of ways, but they don't have to do the struggle. They don't have to claw their way up with nails bleeding and covered in sweat necessarily. You know, we're in a lot of ways taught that we have to struggle and that's the only way we earn it. If something is meant for us, if it is truly our destiny, then it's, it's not something that has to be earned. It's something that has to be realized. Okay. So yes, really, I guess my, uh, what I'm, I'm leading to with all, well, I'm leading to a lot of things. It's a whole podcast, right? We have a, we have hour and some change to go. But what I'm leading to with this opening right here that I just felt compelled to share because I really, I really adjusted that word and was like, mm, I got to share this with my coven <laughs> is that I want everyone to kind of take an evaluation of ourselves this week. And are, do we really feel like the things that are in our life are things that are meant for us or there are, or are, whew, that's hard for a Southerner. Or are there things that are in our lives because we chased it so damn hard and we chased it because it's something that didn't want us at first, or we chased it because it's something that someone else feels like we should have. Do we chase it because it's what society thinks we should have? You know, I, I think it would be great if we all just took a little meditative, hello, meditation, meditative, which we should be doing every week, even if we're not talking about it every week, right? I haven't, I haven't been doing it. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Don't drag me. I'm going to do it this week. In fact, I'm going to put a, a post in the Bad Witch Facebook group, which I will put in the episode notes as always, um, about meditation. So we can maybe all do it at the same time or like plan a time to, to sync up and like harness our coven pow power. I was about to say powder. But yeah, in a meditative way, when you, you, you do your meditation, when you light your candles, um, after you smudge this week, take that time and really look at what's going on in your life and say, is this meant for me or have I, have I made it meant for me? <laughs> is this fighting against me? Is this a struggle the whole way down? Not to say not hard work, not to say not effort, not to say not transitional and diff difficult and changing at times, but is it something that has put me in a negative space? Is it something that is trying to negate its own existence in my life? Here's a classic example. And by classic, I mean classic gossip that happened a month and a half ago. You know, I love my reality TVs and whatnot. I think a really good example of this, hi, welcome to the Bravo. Uh, they're not on Bravo, but welcome to the Bravo S portion of Bad Witch. 
Um, I think Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson, Thompson, I do this every time I talk about them, which why am I talking about them so much on a witch podcast? It's just who I am as a person. It's, it's just Mickey. It's just me. Um, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, that, that has a lot of layered problems, right? I think he is a trash person. He is not a nice guy. He's not a nice person. He is not admirable. Admirable. He is not honorable. Yeah. Bleh, gross. However, and not to say that she has ever deserved to be cheated on or any of that. No one deserves that. Betrayal is never something that you can say, well, you've earned a betrayal. Absolutely not. Betrayal is a poison and no one deserves to be betrayed. Okay. So, well, there's some people that do deserve bad things, but like we know who those are heavy hitters. We're going to go into it. But you know, as individuals, we don't deserve to be betrayed, especially by our partners, especially by people we've been the most intimate and vulnerable with, especially people we've created life with. Like that's, that cuts so deep. Right. But a lot of his behavior, again, not justifying or excusing, but a lot of his behavior outwardly in the press and in the public where he didn't care that it was known. So like not what he did, but the way he did it, was being spurned on by her holding on to a situation that wasn't right for her. <laughs> I feel like I should call her and be like, Chloe, girl, let me break it down for you. But for real, you know, it's, and, and again, part of it is that he's just a trash human being and doesn't care about how he hurts people and humiliates people, which ugh, who's, what kind of people are like that? But it also comes from holding on to something that's not meant for you. Don't, don't let someone reject you twice. Don't let something reject you twice. If something is so steadfast and hard and brutal and, and staggering and suffering and trying to get out of your life that bad, let it go. (laughs) Don't make me sing the song. I will if I have to, (laughs) but yeah. And in her situation, you know, I don't don't know all the specifics of the situation. This is obviously just an outside witch looking in. (laughs) No one asked for my witch opinion, right? But here it is. I'm gonna give it anyway. <laughs> it's that it's it's her holding on, and and not not just releasing what's not meant for her. That is in ways contributing to the situation and to to not his his actions again, but to the acting out of them that he didn't care was so public because he was trying to shake it off at it by any means at that point, right? including dragging Jordan into it, which is a conversation for another podcast. Um, (laughs) There is a Kardashian podcast that I really like, Kardashian Jenner, I guess, called Realizing Stuff. And they're just relaunching. um, I think they just relaunched last week. It's on iTunes. uh, Kara and Ryan. Kara's awesome. She's a Pisces queen. Ryan's really great. So uh, listen to that if you don't want to listen to me talk about Kardashians on here anymore. But, you know, real life application. It was a big drama story. We all saw it on the news. And I thought it would be a good way to wrap this up. So, yeah, back to us this week. Um, This isn't going to be your homework. Oh, my gosh. I forgot to give you all homework last week. And I remembered about an hour after the podcast went live. (laughs) I told you all I was scatterbrained cuckoo bananas last week. I just wasn't quite myself. So I'm so sorry. I forgot to give you homework. Um, in the Facebook group, I just did a post of like, where's the most magical place you've ever visited or where's the place you're wanting to visit. So we kind of share like our magical experiences, but yeah, I forgot. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, so this won't be your homework. It's going to relate to like our main topic this week, but I just think it would be in all of our best interest. And this is something we can definitely discuss in the Facebook group. It's something 
as always, thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. Email me. Holla at your girl. And um, let's talk about our meditative experiences focusing on taking examination of what's in our life that is a fit and what isn't. And, you know, what we're ready to let go of. And the good thing is we have our handy dandy trusty cord cutting ceremony ritual that we learned eight, four, six weeks ago. I don't know how long it was ago. Um, but if you haven't caught up on that podcast, it's called It's Ritual Babe. And of course, always go back and listen to the podcast. You know, I did have a question um, in one of the emails about, oh gosh, I hope it was about the cord cutting. Okay, it might not have been, but if, if it was. Uh, and the question was, should it be done during like a particular moon phase? So a new moon is always good for new beginnings, right? So cut cording, you're, you're going through a transition and a change there. That, I keep saying that because that's going to be a theme this week. Hit, hint, see if you can guess it before we get to the topic. Um, so new moon, new beginnings. Awesome. I also like to typically do things during the full moon because that's just like wham, bam, fullest power. Hey, we're out here. We're shining. We're doing it. So it doesn't matter when you do it. If your intention is set and your heart is pure and you're being honest about the situation and and you're serving a good and not a bad, even though we're bad witches, it's, you don't have to, to wait for a certain, um, oh gosh, what's it called? You don't have to wait for certain uh, times, days, uh, moons to line up, right? That you can, and there's nothing wrong with it. And it does connect, connecting to like symbols and the days around us and time and, and the moon in a certain way and the planets in their orbit. It, it does strengthen our power because, you know, we're, we're connected to nature. We're of nature. Nature drives our magic, you know, it's from the natural world. So it's wonderful if you want to do that, but we're bad witches. (laughs) We don't always have time to, you know, draw out our calendar and look for the next um, full moon and when it's going to hit and what time it goes fully full. And then we don't have, we're not going to do that. We're bad witches. We're going to do it when we feel like it. (laughs) When you, when you get frustrated enough and you're like, all right, I'm doing a cord cutting, like I'm done with this situation, do it right then. Your energy and your magic is still harnessable, even not under the most perfect, which I'm doing quotations. You can't see me, but like witchy, ideal timeframes, periods, your magic comes, it is spurned on by the, the natural world, but it comes from your practice and it comes from within you. And if your energy is at a high, go for it. Practice your magic whenever you're ready. But yes, um, you know, and I, I do want to do a full episode on the moon and why different moon phases correlate with different spells and, you know, yeah, 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 all that stuff. But um, I'm going to obviously be doing it another time because the moon, it's one that I've actually been planning from before I started this podcast. It was like one of my first two ideas. Um, but it's very stressful because the moon is that bitch, <laughs> truly. And I feel like talking about her is a huge undertaking. So I just need to like get ready for that. Cause you know, all honor and respect due to the moon, especially cause I am a sun sign Pisces and that is one of my ruling astrological, um, heavenly bodies. So I want to do her right. I, w- I want to give her all the honor and respect she deserves. So it's coming. The moon episode is coming, but to answer that question, yes, you can correlate it if you would like, you don't have to, your magic comes from within you. And, you know, when you've had enough and you're ready to cut a cord, you're ready to do a prosperity spell, you're ready to attract a new career, you're ready to attract love to your life, go for it. 
you don't have to hold yourself back or wait for it to be the perfect condition, the perfect time. That's the whole point of this podcast. Okay, Thunder. I got it. Can y'all, can y'all hear it? It's so loud. I gotta like it. We got a, we got a good, uh, spooky, spooky vibe today. Um, but yeah, the whole point of this podcast is we're bad witches because we're not perfect, but it doesn't stop us. So yeah, I just want to answer that question real quick. Speaking of bad witches, uh, we have our Patreon shout outs. As I've said before, I think, I can't remember because I recorded this podcast, um, about 36 times by the time I finally got a full version to put together last week. It was, yeah, it was a rough week. I wasn't doing so great. I will say though, very, uh, because I, I love all of you so much and you're just the best possible people and you're so good to me, even on my kind of like, oh, cuckoo weeks. Um, I got a lot of feedback being like, oh, this was so funny when you said this. I, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just, I don't know what I was saying. So I appreciate the feedback and made me feel really great. And it, it made me feel like, okay, it wasn't such a like disordered episode. Anyway, so we have, uh, so like I maybe said last week, you may have heard it. You may have not because, uh, I was just going on and on <laughs> and recording and deleting and recording and deleting. I'm going to be doing the Patreon shout outs, um, every week. I think technically I'm supposed to do the monthly. Um, I know that's the way a lot of, um, podcasts do it, but I'm just gonna do it every week because I like to say hey to y'all and I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's fun to hear your name in a podcast. When I give to podcasts and they're like, and Mickey, I'm like, and me, I did it. <laughs> I gave $1. I did it y'all. So, oh, I'm, I hope y'all can't hear that. I mean, maybe I do hear, hope you can hear the rain and thunder because it's, it's kind of cool. I like it. Okay. Anyway, so our patrons who get an extra special sugar on top. I love you so much. You're the best ever. You rock my socks. Rock my socks? You rock my world <laughs> and you knock my socks off are Maya, Stephanie, Sola, Aaron, Courtney, Heidi, Elizabeth, Lindsay, and our newest one is Sasha. Sasha, hi. Thank you. You have the coolest name ever. I always wanted a cool name like Sasha um, or Natalia. I used to do uh, ballet. I think I've said this. I don't know why I always quantify. If I've said it, you know that I've said it. I just don't remember what I say on the podcast. So sorry if I repeat myself a lot. I tend to be a repeater in real life anyway. Um, I did ballet all growing up, trained for a long, long time, almost went pro. <laughs> well, well, hell. So anyway, um, so I was always very like into Russian ballet. I don't even know if Sasha's a Russian name while I'm going on this tangent. But I always love the names like Sasha, Natalia, and um, Misha, you know, uh, Diana Vishneva, uh, Natalia Stupova. These are just my current favorites. Uh, who's that other one? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, if you like ballet, send me an email. We can talk about it. But um, I always love those names that sound like that. So Sasha, it's beautiful. Thank you, Sasha, for becoming a patron. It means the world to me. And thank you to all of the patrons and thank you to all of you who are here and who tell your friends about it and who tweet me and who have joined the Facebook group and who turn up for this every week or if it's your first week, I thank you. Especially because of last week and I got to be vulnerable and sensitive. Did I get to, I didn't get to be sensitive. You were sensitive to me is what I'm trying to say. 
I got to express myself without breaking down, without crying, without feeling like I, like I was expected to talk about it because, you know, when you have a breakup, people want to reach out to you and say, how are you? How are things going? Are you okay? What happened? Which comes from a place of love and protection, which is wonderful. We all want to feel loved and protected in this world, but it's the rehashing and the dwelling that is poisonous. I think I've talked about that before. Quantify. Um, you know, dwelling is a poison. It keeps you stuck down in the mud. We don't dwell on things. And so having to <laughs> go through that with people that love me and care, okay. You know, I don't take that for granted. But in this space, on Bad Witch, with all of you, with my coven, I got to be vulnerable in the way that I wanted to be. I got to decide how I wanted to talk about it. And that I wanted to talk about it at all. And so I am immensely grateful to all of you. Every download, every listen, every subscriber. You have made, you have made this space. You have made this coven, you know? I just, I just kicked it off. And then you all came and turned it into the best part of my week. And hopefully a really great part of your weeks too. So anyway, I love you so much. Yada, yada, yada. I could go on forever about it. And most things, I just... I just talk a lot, <laughs> which, you know, good thing I have a podcast. All right. So I want to first talk about how dare I say first, as if we're not minutes into this. <laughs> I, I guess I want to say next, uh, I want to talk about this moon we have in Aries. So we talked about the start of the astrological new year. So new, new, new opportunities to set intentions, opportunities to restart, you know, opportunities to pursue things that you've been putting off pursuing. That's important. So we have that with astrological new years, which is an Aries. And then we have this new moon that is also an Aries. So new moon represents the same thing. It's a new start. It's fresh. It's here. We get to sit in, (laughs) we get to set an intention. We get to start a project we've been putting off. We get to make things in our life more actionable. We're, we're ready to take those steps, right? New beginnings, we're transitioning, we're changing. Let's get it going. Aries, so that's new moon anyway. So then we have the new moon coming into Aries, which gives us that fire. It's that fire. It, it lights that fire under our ass to not sit and be like, oh, I really want to do this thing, but I have to do these 18 other things before. And I don't know, it just seems kind of hard, <laughs> you know? I, I personally feel like I come across a lot of people who will talk about doing something for years and years and years and won't just take the step to do it. Where my philosophy is just start, like just do the thing. And then you perfect it along the way. Hi, have you listened to the first few episodes of this podcast? I just started. But yeah, so the Aries energy makes all of those plans and those decisions, especially in this new moon period, makes it more actionable. You're actually going to take those steps because that fire is going to be the thing that propels you to do it, which is wonderful there. And like I talked about in the bonus episode, I talked about it a little bit. Actually, I think I talked about it a lot of it. Um, when I talked about Aries and the astrological new year and the what's your sign episode is that there's so many good qualities in Aries that sometimes get put in a category as if they're bad, but like the intensity and the aggression and the competitiveness don't necessarily have to be framed in a negative light. Depends on what you do with it. So yeah, that fire, that aggression, that competitive with yourself, it doesn't have to be with another person. It's you, you're competing with yourself. Like what can I do better? What, what can I strive for? That energy is going to take these intentions that we're setting, these new beginnings that we're experiencing and we're letting in, and it's going to make us go for it. 
which is awesome. We all need to go for it. If there's one thing to take away from this Aries new moon section, it is whatever you will plan, you will, I guess uh, that little time in New York finally popped out, <laughs> whatever you are or have been planning on doing, saying, I'm going to do this. This is my goal. I'm going to start an Instagram. I'm going to start a YouTube. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a screenplay. Just start. Trust me. Take it from someone who's been trying to write a book for 10 years now. If you just start and do it, it'll happen and you can go back and perfect it instead of being like, oh, I need it to be perfected so I can start. Uh -uh. We're going to take this new moon energy that hit us on April 5th and we're riding it out. The new moon, by the by, is when the moon is darked out, right? It's between the sun and the earth. You don't see it, which I feel like personally, I kind of discount the new moon period because of that. I'm like, oh, I can't see it. It's not doing anything. No, it's just. It's just moving with a little more subtlety than usual. It, I mean, a full moon, you're like, oh, there it is. Looks real big. Looks real powerful. I'm feeling this. But yeah, the new moon is just as powerful. And it offers us newness, which is fresh, which is what we're talking about dealing with spring, right? This time where we've made it through this darker, heavier period. And now we're springing to life. You know, no more ghosts. We're the ones that are alive and kicking. So let's do it. So yeah, I, I really am loving the energy it, it, and I will say, if you already started Aries season with a little bit of like a, I'm ready to fight attitude, this new moon has definitely accelerated it where you, you may find heightened emotions in the sense of there's just less you're willing to put up with. You're not, you're not going to be dealing with any bullshit. You're just not having it and good for you. You shouldn't. So maybe those things that were starting to nag you um, when we hit the new year, the astrological new year, we hit Aries season, you're like, all right, this is stuff that I'm not really feeling. Because to start new, to, to, to start on a, a good foot and start on a fresh foot, you do have to take all that other stuff out. You got to clear spring cleaning. That's why we do that stuff. That's why we smudge, right? Remove so the newness can start. You can't have that drudge. So if you are already feeling that energy, this new moon has accelerated that. So look for feeling your, your feelings very, with a white hot fire, it's very intense around here. But thankfully, because the moon is this more, I don't want to say the word calm, um, but you know, the, the moon is associated with water. It's more watery in, entity. It's a, a little more of a peacekeeper, a little more quiet. Um, and I, I, I do want to say calm, but think about the way waves can be. They can be very calm at one hand and then turn around and have intensity and, take out, you know, life itself, if it, if the current's strong enough. So, but you do have this more emotional, watery, dreamy moon compared to this aggressive, again, I'm, I'm saying all of these qualities in a good sense, not bad, uh, aggressive, just go for it, Aries fire, right? So instead of canceling each other out, like the water and the fire aren't fighting, they're meeting in the middle. And while there is some tension there, I'm kind of, the way it's coming to my mind is like a rubber band that's about to snap. But it's, again, a good sense. That tension is kind of getting it all together. And you're able to think about the intentions you want, what you want to keep in your life, what you want to what you want to take out, what's not meant to be. And when it snaps, we're also like a, a gun for a race. I'm kind of getting that same energy too. Energy. <laughs> yeah, energy, imagery. But when that rubber band finally does snap from the tension, that is going to be the thing that like propels you forward. So yeah, it's a lot of good newness right now. And you have the, the passion and the fire to do it. You just got to let yourself do it. Um, if 
you know, I was talking about earlier, I would like all of us to take an evaluation of our life this week and our lives, not our one collective life of our lives this week and think about what belongs, what doesn't, what's meant to be, what's not meant to be, what we're holding on to that needs to go bye-bye. So a ritual you can do uh, in Aries season in conjunction with the new moon is, and we're going to, Every ritual I ever, well, no, that's not true. The bathtub one is in the water. I was going to say every ritual I give you is fire. Uh, you know, I love, I love fire. Um, but take and write down everything that you would like gone, that you're not bringing into this new phase, uh, that you're not allowing into this new moon, you know, that we're always talking about cycles. We're starting the cycle over and you're, you're just not having it. It's a person, it's a situation, it's an idea, it's it's a fear and anxiety. Write all that stuff down. Get a fire safe bowl. <laughs> Do not make a bowl out of um, cotton or foil. <laughs> fire safe. And you can just light each piece of paper, you know, let it burn down a little bit and then drop it down the bowl and you have burned using harnessing the fire of this period, harnessing the fire of Aries. You have burned this away. And you know, the thing with rituals is they do serve like a tangible and uh, a, a spiritual purpose, obviously. So you're going through the action of being like, this isn't allowed anymore. And I'm doing this action. I'm doing this spell. I'm doing this ritual and it's done. But also just to see, and I always like to say like spelling is a spell just to actually write down the things that aren't allowed anymore and to see them wither away and to see they have no more place in your life and no more control in your life. And the action that you decided to take this actionable right energy is what's getting rid of them. That's so powerful. So, you know, fire safe, not a bowl made of popcorn seeds <laughs> have always have water right nearby or any other kind of extinguisher. Let's not burn anything down. This is your safety warning of the week. We talk about candles, flames, magic. You know, I love a fire situation. Be careful. <laughs> Take precaution. But yeah, this this Aries moon is such a great, this new moon in Aries is such a great way to continue this cycle of kicking off the new year, kicking off the Aries season. We're just, we're just getting so many opportunities to start fresh and to start. So go with it. Don't fight it. Don't fight the energy. Things are always trying to find their way to us. You know, that's what I was saying. Like, you don't have to run this race necessarily. You don't have to chase. The things that are meant for us are trying to find us. It's that we put up blockades to be like, no, I'm going to do this instead. Don't come get me this time. <laughs> like, we're playing this, this cosmic game of like hide and go seek where we're hiding from the things that is trying to find us because it wants us and it's meant for us. And it's going to do us so much good because we're trying to hold on to X, Y, Z, like, nah. So yeah, let this, let this new, 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 that's, that's a theme right now. That's, that's recurring new moon, new astrological new year, um, kicking off with a new sign. We're in a new cycle. Let it come for you. I mean, come for you in a good way. <laughs> Just like the co-star app that I mentioned last week's, a lot of times working with, you know, the stars working with signs, working with the moon, they're going to come for you a little bit, but it comes from a place of love. My mom comes for me all the time. Today, she was like, oh, you're breaking out. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. But it comes from a place of love because she's just saying, hey, girl, wash your face. Why are you, Why do you keep putting makeup on top of makeup? Go wash your face. So, yeah, uh, it's that same Aries energy as well where you might find that um, you're getting a little more tough love right now. 
And the moon may, may be one of the things giving you some self-love right now because we need it. We need to be propelled forward. We need that fire to light underneath us. So we can do now with this new moon in this newest part of the astrological year that's going to carry us through all the way to Pisces next March. I mean, we have a full year that we're going to be trying to, well, not trying to, that we're going to be filling up with our spells and our rituals and our intentions and our meditations and all those wonderful things. So yeah, we really got to start on the good foot and start on the right stuff. Or, you know, everyone is like, this is my year. I can feel it. But if you don't put in the work and, and, and go with the flow of it, then it just can't be your year because you're fighting it. Don't fight it. Work with that energy. If you feel your energy is a little more aggressive, cool. Awesome. It means it needs to be right now. If you're feeling a little more intense, if you're feeling your feelings a little more intensely, you're supposed to be right now. That's totally fine. It's just how things are, you know? That's that's what the moon and the stars and the natural world and our magic inside us, it all comes... I would have ended that beautifully if I wouldn't have tripped over my own tongue. <laughs> it all comes together to uh, kick our ass a little bit. But then we're so much better for it. And then we're going to write out our astrological new year and be so much better come into Pisces season. And we're going to talk about it on Bad Wish next year. I'm going to be like, hey, we said those intentions uh, April 5th. That's when the new moon hit. New I'm so Southern this week. I don't know what's going on. That's when the new moon hit. And we said those intentions and we kicked off our year like a rocket, you know, instead of a whisper. And let's check in. What's going on? How are we doing? So yeah, I love, I'm loving this energy. I know I've said that the past couple of podcasts, but even though I've been finding myself more agitated since the new moon uh, kicked in in Aries, which it hasn't been bad irritated. It's just been, I've been more aware of how irritated I am and like cursing people out in traffic, but nothing, no harm really comes from that. Um, but yeah, if you're feeling more intense, if you're feeling almost, no, I don't want to say that that has a really, really negative connotation, but yeah, it's okay to be feeling your feelings really intensely right now. And it's okay to take steps right now. You don't have to just think about what you want to do. Do it. Do it. Start your new year off right. You know, we we start off our our Western New Year and we have resolutions and we go to the gym for a week. Why not just start the thing you want to start? Just start it. Hey, hey, just start it. Okay. <laughs> You're going to start it. I have faith in you. Um, that's also not your homework this week. I guess I'm just giving you a lot of little assignments because we missed last week. And this is going to be like, okay, do just one and two. And then you open your workbook and it's like one, one A, one B. Let's see. Sorry, but not because we're all, we're all doing the work together. Okay. So we're going to move on to our stone of the week. Aren't you so proud of me? I finally remember to put it in the middle of the show and not the last thing we say or say goodbye. So I mentioned before that this week we're going to be talking about something that's related to transformation and change. So I don't know if you noticed, but this is the 13th episode of Bad Witch. So I wanted to talk about the number 13. And I wanted to talk about Friday the 13th, even though, because I was like, oh, one day this podcast will come out on a Friday the 13th. And that would be perfect time to do it. And this podcast, this podcast comes out on Wednesday. What? Why would I think that? Well, I mean, I guess I could do it on Wednesday leading up to the Friday the 13th. But 
I'll forget by then. So I don't know why in my mind I was like, yeah, it's going to come out on the 13th. That will never, literally never happen. It'll come out on a 13th. <laughs> but anyway, this is the 13th episode. So I wanted to talk about the number 13 and I wanted to talk about Friday the 13th because I feel like they both have bad PR. I feel like they're like the pickles and olives of the magical world. Well, not the magical world because we understand what we're dealing with and how magical and wonderful they are. But, you know, it's it's the the real world, I guess. I don't know if I should call it the real world. The non-witch world. Muggles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, that's, if I can say that or if I'm going to get, like, sued or something. I hope not. Um, but, yeah, you know, non-witches. To them, 13 and Friday the 13th have gotten a really bad reputation. And it's just bad PR, you know? It's like, I I think most people really enjoy pickles and olives and dark chocolate and not oysters. Oysters are disgusting, but <laughs> you know, hot sauce, like all those things. You take those food quizzes on Buzzfeed or whatever. And it's like, do you have a fussy palate and, and blue cheese? Like all those things people are like, Ugh, I hate that cilantro. That's another good one. All those, I, I feel like every food is wonderful and they all, all of those foods just have bad wraps and it's like cool to not like them. That's how I feel about Friday the 13th. People, it has a bad ancient, not ancient, but bad, uh, long history of why people don't agree with it. And I think it's, I think it's the bee's knees. I think the number 13 is incredibly magical. It is, it is magical to us as witches. And Friday the 13th is a very, very lucky day. Um, you know, superstition comes from fear. There, and there are people that have a fear of the number 13 and the fear of Friday the 13th. I'm going to attempt to pronounce it at some point in this episode. Don't laugh at me. I mean, laugh at me. It's not going to go well. I can already tell you that. But, you know, superstition, all of these things that have given it this negative connotation, it comes from fear. And fear is just the unknown. And it's also a little bit coming from misogyny, coming from the patriarchy, coming from a fear of witches because they're a magical being, but a fear of witches also because we're women. Um, you know, not always women, but historically, <laughs> they do not like women getting out the house and meeting up and making a circle and casting a spell. They just don't like it. They don't like the idea of female sisterhood. Female sisterhood. What does that mean? <laughs> they don't like the idea of sisterhood or female independence, of going away from the home. I mean, I could give you a whole lesson about the persecution of women through history, but I'm sure you already know, and you, some of you live it every day. What, however you identify, you've seen it, or you've experienced it, or you've been next to it, it happens, right? So that's where part of the, I knew, I, I know I was going to say, I was going to do the stone in the middle. I'm going to get to it in one second. Uh, <laughs> I promise. Um, you know, I just, I get on a thing and I get so excited. It's hard for me to stop myself, but yeah, so that's partly where the, the issue with 13 and Friday the 13th comes from. And then if you are a hardcore Catholic slash Christian, I don't actually know if Christians believe this. Well, Catholics are Christians, but I don't know if, the, you know, like Christians aren't so crazy about Catholics all the time. So I don't know if this is a shared belief, but I'm saying this as someone who was raised Catholic Friday the 13th, the issue with that comes from, um, they, the belief is that Jesus was um, crucified on a Friday and that the 13, I believe, oh my gosh, my mom's going to drag me because I'm going to say this wrong. She doesn't listen to my podcast. She doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> but uh, the 13 comes from like a 13th apostle that 
was causing some havoc or something like that. And then, or some people's version is like, um, he was crucified on Friday the 13th. And also in history, uh, Fridays are supposed to be just like bad luck days overall. It has something to do with like the, the, the end of the week and it occurring there and people having a fear of like finality and endings and fear again. And also the Friday, uh, was used for like execution days throughout history and Roman, uh, the Roman empire and also medieval times, you know, just those thousand centuries where people were executed. I mean, I guess people are still, we're not going to start a political debate right now. Um, and talk about that stuff. But yeah, so Friday was execution day, like public pick your picnic, come to the square. It's time rough stuff. Yeah. So Friday has been associated through history with a negative connotation. And then Friday the 13th, part of it does stem from us and it stems from a black cat crossing your path, walking under a ladder, like all these things, people, you know, back in the day. And like, I mean the day day, not like the nineties, but the 1490s people used religion and superstition and all of these things that are connected. You know, you really think about it to explain occurrences that they didn't have an explanation for because they didn't have science in the way that we do. So saying, Oh, a black cat crossed your grave and then this person died. Okay. Well, black cats are evil. And this witch did this to you. (laughs) Like it was just pure speculation and coming from a place of, for for lack of a better word, ignorance. It's not their, their fault that they were ignorant. A lot of people weren't allowed to learn how to read and write to keep them in a certain status or status, status. I feel like that's so bougie. And you know, a lot of, but they just didn't have the education and the science and, and all that stuff that we have now and that people still ignore. Imagine that. Imagine living in a world, in a modern world where you have access to all of this education and all of these scientific breakthroughs and all this knowledge that we've taken and learned over centuries and refined and you don't believe it. Girl, I can't relate. I can't relate to that at all. But yeah, so Friday is bad luck day. 13, bad luck number. That also comes from the belief that um, 12 has represented that uh, there's a finality, there's a completeness in a good way that we've, we've kind of rounded it out and we've come full circle. And 13 is like juxtaposed to that. So 13 represents transition and new beginnings and change. Well, what are people more afraid of than anything? change. People are terrified of change. So of course that association with the number 13 is terrifying to them. So you got change, you have independent women, um, not the Destiny's Child song, but women that are out there doing it for themselves. I think that's also a song. (laughs) What's going on with me? Um, you have, uh, women gathering together to practice in a sisterhood and, and reclaiming power. And you have a patriarchy that's afraid of that. This has become a very uh, feminist episode of Bad Witch. Hi. <laughs> I'm a feminist. I can't help it. Uh, and if you... I won't go there. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. So you have the fear of the day 13. And you have a fear of the number 13 for these two reasons. But for me, when I hear 13 and I hear that it's transitions and change, I'm like, hell yeah. That sounds awesome. I want to deal with this number as much as possible. Why would I not? Okay, so we're going to cut there because we're talking about transition and change again. And we're going to go to the stone of the week. I got it. Here we go. So this is a stone I was actually a little unfamiliar with um, because of the name, (laughs) which isn't a bad name. 
It's just that I, okay, so the stone is Labradorite. I'm just going to warn you now. It's going to be hard for me to say. The L and the D-O-R is not working with my speech impediment at all. So um, it's going to be a little tongue twisty, but here we go. So it's because of the name, which is not a bad name. It's that Labradorite always sounded like Labrador to me, which made me think of dogs, which I love dogs. It shouldn't have been a deterrent at all, but I just in my head, I make these weird associations. So for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, that must be a stone for dogs. What? What? Why would anyone think that? That makes no sense. Although there are definitely stones and crystals that um, that protect animals and especially like sick animals or, or uh, you know, animals going through a surgery, stuff like that, illnesses. But why would I think that Labradorite is a stone only for Labrador owners? What is wrong with me? <laughs> also, I've probably just been saying it and reading it wrong my whole life. And Labradorite and Labrador aren't even spelled or pronounced the same. Anyway, that's just how my, my mind works. But um, I was looking for stones and, and you know, I, I've done the amethyst, I've done the tiger's eye, I've done the malachite, all of these are heavy hitters and apply to so many situations. And I wanted to narrow it down to something that really works with transfer, transformation and change. And so I was doing my little researches, I was doing my, my Googles and my Bings and my internets. And Labrador Wright is the one that kept popping out to me. Um... And I was really struck by the color of it. You know, I'm, I'm a very visual person, visual texture. I, I love those two things. And um, looking at the stone, it just it just spoke to me from everything I was seeing. I'm actually going to make a mission to go to the witch door this week, which every week <laughs> I, I go and bother them about something. But I'm going to make a mission this week to go look at the Labrador, right? And feel it out and find one that really works for me because we are in this Aries uh, new moon. We're in this airy season. We're in this new year. And it's all about change and transformation, baby. And it's almost the 13th of the month by the time uh, this goes out. Does this go out on the 13th? No. Is it Wednesday the 13th? I don't know. And my phone's too far away. I can't find out. But if it does, awesome. If not, I think it'll be like that Thursday or Friday. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna look it up real quick because now I've convinced myself that there's a Friday the 13th. Okay, no, it's Saturday. <laughs> useless it's Saturday but yeah so we have a 13th coming up and that would be a great day to do a ritual I'm gonna, har I'm gonna start harnessing the energy of the 13th more because I'm really enamored of this number so Labrador right um the color this is a deep cut but the color if you're from the south they I mean people eat this everywhere but especially if you grew up in the south you grew up with oysters I hate oysters I they're they are on my bad PR food list I can't stand them but they're very beautiful when you open them on the inside. I uh, usually have like a dark black shell. And then it has this like iridescent, um, pearl, pearl luminescent. I think that's like a, a highlighter or like setting powder at MAC or something. But this, this luminescence on the inside and it's these pearly, like pastel-y different striations. And it's, you know, it's a green or purple, blue, pinks, whatever. And that's what Labrador, right, looks to me. It's, um, it's a dark stone. I mean, it could be like a, a green, a blue, a black, whatever, but it has this iridescence to it. That is so beautiful. In fact, when I was looking at it, it also reminded me of calling back to the travel episode last week. It reminds me of, uh, the Northern lights, which I have yet to see in person, but will make a mission of seeing it this year. Yeah. I'll say that this year, go to Norway, Finland, Iceland, I'll figure it out. Everybody wants to come. I'll write your girl. But it reminds me of what you see of the Northern Lights, like this beautiful black 
backdrop, and then just this iridescent streak of green and blue across. It's so pretty. So I was like, yeah, I'm feeling this Labradorite. It's really hard word for me. Five this week. And, you know, it's, it's what kept coming up and jumping out to me and change and transformation. So not only does it heighten your psychic ability and it heightens your intuition, which are definitely things you need when you're going through a period of change and transformation, because you need to be very aware of what's changing around you, what's changing with you and what's staying stagnant. Right. But it's, it's literally a stone that is for change and transformation. (laughs) Like it's the one that is recommended everywhere I looked because it's, it's one that's just going to guide you and stick with you and, and lead you uh, down the right path, hopefully, if you're willing to listen and listen to that psychic ability it's heightening and listen to your intuition, which we, we never do both, right? <laughs> but eventually we do when we realize something's really not working here. But yeah, it is, it is in the, the simplest form, a really great guide and accompaniment for your journey. It will go through the journey with you. It's a stone to hold onto, to put on your altar, to keep in your hand, to keep in uh, keep in your purse or your wallet or your back pocket, keep in on, on the nightstand next to you. It, it wants to hold your hand through the process. It is, it is just literally about change and transformation and new and newness and new beginnings, all that wonderful stuff we're talking about this week. So yeah, Labrador, right. Check it out. I'm going to go grab one this week, do my patented bad witch test of, does it go to my heart? Does it touch my chakra? I think Labrador right actually is associated with the heart chakra as well. So there you go. What, what more could you ask for? It really is a beautiful stone. I'm really glad that I took the time to learn a little bit more about it. You know, instead of just going to my handy amethyst, tiger's eye, malachite, like we know our standards, but it, it's good to branch out a little bit. So yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to have learned about it. And to of course have shared it with all of you. Um, if Labrador, (laughs) I told you it was going to be tricky for me. If Labrador, right, is a stone that you actually work with more, you're connected with it for whatever reason, I would love to hear more about that. So Bowage group, email me the Bowage podcast at Gmail. Um, I I would love to be able to share more accurate information. I mean, hopefully what I just said was accurate, (laughs) but I would love to be able to share, um, more, more like of a personal uh, information or experience with it. If it's something that you really work with, you're connected to, you convene with, it's already on your altar. You're like, Oh yeah, girl, old news. You should have been on Labrador, right? Where you been? <laughs> Let me know. And I'd love to share that story next week or, you know, put in the, um, the Facebook group and share it with all of us because facing change and transformation is already a scary thing, which is why people are scared of 13, right? One of the many reasons. And if there is this wonderful stone that is such such an asset to have along that journey because it it helps us face everything. It helps us to be brave. It increases love for us in all ways. It has a high vibration. It brings positive energy and sweeps away negative energy for us while we're going through these challenges that may be ahead in changing. Then, you know, I'd love to learn more about it in a personal capacity. So yeah, if you have experience with it, let me know. Every stone I have done up until this week... Um, is like a personal, I have personal experience with it. It is, <clears throat> it's, it's that time where my voice starts acting up. It, they're ones that have been with me since I was a child or have been very instrumental in my, my craft since I really like got back into the witch thing a few years ago when it, it called back to me. So I, I can speak to those in that way. I would love if anyone has a short little story to share about Labrador, right? Please, please send them over. Okay, so back to 13 and Friday the 13th. Um, <clears throat> something else 
that people take issue with, with the number 13, which I find very interesting because you know, whenever you ask someone what their favorite number is, let's say it together, seven, everyone always says seven is their favorite number. I remember when I was a kid, like, uh, maybe 10, 11, fifth grade was when my, my kid, which was activity was like the most heightened. And, um, I thought I was very cool and evolved to have seven as my favorite number. I was like, it's odd and it's angular. <laughs> and then later I was like, Oh, seven is everyone's lucky number. Like I'm, I'm no cooler than I thought I was. And so, uh, which is interesting because odd numbers throughout history have also been associated with bad luck. Um, I think it is the oddness of them even is, this is going to be me talking from like a place of sense a little bit right now, but even numbers are rounded. They feel softer. They feel complete and odd numbers are angular. They stick out They're They're odd. There's an oddity to them. And I think that's, what's so wonderful about 13 is that it is odd. It is unconventional as wishes. We are oddities. We are unconventional. We don't, uh, I, I wouldn't say we're outcast. I don't, I don't believe that in the sense now, definitely there have been many, many times throughout history where witches have been outcasted from society and seen as different outcasts and different is bad, right? And change is bad, right? But um, as we stand in modern times, I don't feel like we're outcasted in that way or we're outcast. Um, even though we might feel like outcast sometimes, we feel like we're a little different for various reasons, some witchcraft related, some not. But there is an oddness there, but in, in a really wonderful sense. We're just different and different is good to me. We don't want to be like everyone else. We don't want to be basic. <laughs> I just threw that in because I've been texting all of my friends all day about how uh, aggravated I am with how basic things have been around me lately. <laughs> it's bothering me. So yeah, we we're special. I, I feel like we really are special in um, all of our different ways and all of our different abilities and our, in our individual magic and together as a coven, we're special. We are. That's why we're baddies. That's why we're bad witches. Um, and that's why we deserve good. Had to sneak that in. Haven't said it yet. <laughs> so yeah, so 13 is uh, 13 odd numbers. They are angular. They're they're sharp. They they feel different. They look different. There is a different energy to them. And <clears throat> some people take that oddness as being threatening and different in a bad way, but to me, it's we're different in a good way. So that's another reason I think 13 is just a lovely number. Okay, here is the portion of the podcast where I am going to attempt to pronounce the fear of the number 13 and Friday the 13th. Here we go. It is called Triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia? <laughs> Triskaidekaphobia. T R I S K A I D E K A phobia. Got it. Okay, so let's talk about how deeply that is embedded into society. <clears throat> Most airports don't have a number 13 uh, gate or lounge. Most gate and lounge is not the same thing. Gate. Um, most high rise buildings don't have a floor 13, like, but let's be real for a second. If there's a, uh, a 12 and then there's a 14 girl, you're on, you're on 13. Like just cause it's not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I even remember, um, oh gosh, this is such a vague memory. That's probably totally wrong. But watching that there used to be a Disney special that they filmed about the tower of terror and, uh, they kind of made it like after the ride came out here we go with good PR again. But I remember I used to love that movie because there was a really cute actor in it. I want to say like a Devin Sawa or something. Not the first time I've talked about him on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, or maybe like, it wasn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas. There was just like a really cute, you know, Tiger Beat kind of actor in it. And I remember 
that there was a big uh, theme of like the 13th floor and it being haunted and the ghost being on the 13th floor in that movie. And I think even in the ride that you, you drop down from the 13th or something like that, the tower of terror. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's so prevalent in our society. So that, I mean, and, uh, when we say a phobia, we mean legitimate phobia, not people that are like, Oh, Friday the 13th is bad luck. 13 is bad luck. I don't like it. Uh, pew, pew, pew. I don't like it. I mean, people that legitimately live in fear of it. Like they, they can't function because they have a phobia of this number and, and are, are hyper-focused on avoiding it. Right. But that's how deeply embedded it is in our society that people have legitimate phobias of it. When we talk about fear that it, it affects your, your daily life, you know, and then people really think they're, they're unlucky because of a day of a week and a number meet. And let's circle it back to the patriarchy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> It's going to all come back. Let's do a little deeper dive into Friday the 13th. So it's just, it's just crazy how, how not just the patriarchy, but in part the patriarchy has been so intense and hell bent on keeping one women down, but also a joyous celebratory atmosphere down, right? Especially if you look at certain religions, not all of them. I'm not versed in all of them, so I can't speak for all of them. But, uh, you know, the thing with being a Catholic is you're not allowed to have fun and then you die. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You're guilty about everything. Everything is shameful. Um, penance, 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 Hail Marys. And then, uh, that's it. The end. And so there's, there's always been a real movement to, to keep anything celebratory down and to keep women down, to be perfectly honest throughout history. So let's circle it back to Friday the 13th and the number 13. 13 is in itself a number with a feminine energy. Friday is a number, is a day with a feminine, feminine energy. It is the day that is associated with Venice. Venice? Oh, <laughs> not Venice. I need to clearly go on vacation again and like get my trip together with Venus, a goddess who is literally the walking, living, breathing epitome of feminine energy. You know, it's like, and, and, and Friday the 13th used to be this day of, of, it was a goddess day. It was a day to celebrate the goddess, to celebrate the divine feminine, to celebrate the divinity within ourselves, no matter what our feminine side is and how it presents, because, you know, every person has a duality. We have a feminine and a male side or not a feminine and male side. That's, that's not true. There's stuff all in between. But there is a feminine male, a feminine energy, a male energy, all kinds of energies. Like we're not just one thing, you know, no one is just, even if you're 1% male energy, 99% female energy or vice versa, you know, we all harbor it in certain ways. So Friday the 13th through misogyny has gone, (laughs) this is getting rancy, has gone from being this day to celebrate a goddess day to celebrate the goddess, I guess I'm just going to keep saying Venice was wrong with me. Uh, to celebrate the goddess Venus, <laughs> almost said it again, <laughs> and to celebrate then the divine female energy and divinity, divine divinity, the divine female energy within ourselves and all of the things that come along with that, you know, creativity, passion, love, wisdom, beauty. And there were these celebrations where, where the witches would get together and, and everyone that, that believed in, in this natural world and in this goddess worship and you would dance and you would sing and you would eat and you drink and feast. And it was just this beautiful thing. And so of course (laughs) the powers that be 
um, came along and squashed it. And not only did they squash it, but they gave it a bad rap on top of everything else, which is, it's just crazy to me. So that's why I'm like, we got to change the PR around Friday the 13th. We got to take our power back and we're going to, we're going to turn it back into the revelation that it was. We are going to embrace the number 13. We're going to take our goddess day back because damn it, we deserve to, you know, we have, of course, many magical days throughout the year. We have the solstices. We have Samhain. We have uh, everything slipping my mind right now because I'm kind of worked up. <laughs> but, you know, we have these magical days throughout the year. And even, you know, the new moon, the full moon, all these things. But Friday, we have a Friday every week. And that, you know, it is the association of like, we look forward to Friday. It's the end of the week. We're going to kick back, kick our shoes off, get a drink and, and enjoy ourselves and party. And so we, that association comes from it being Venus day. It comes from this history of celebrating this goddess and celebrating within ourselves, you know, that same energy and those same powers and that same magic and all all the wonderful things that are associated with female divinity and with the goddess Venus. So yeah, we're going to bring, we're going to bring Friday back. It's not going to be just the day to go get a margarita and, you know, a pizza. I don't know. I don't know what people do on Fridays. <laughs> I don't drink or eat meat. So I, I just drink water on Fridays. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. But you know, it's going to be more than that. We're going to reclaim Friday as Venus day and as goddesses and, and as strong men, women, non-binary, <clears throat> however you identify. I, I know I'm leaving a bunch out. All, all of you, you're all included. You're all welcome. Obviously we're going to take that Friday back and make it a part of our practice and say, you know, <clears throat> My voice is banging out so bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but we're going to take that day back and we're going to light our candles. We're going to meditate. We're going to practice our magic and we're going to cast a circle and we're going to meet with our coven. It's it's such a beautiful day that the powers that be have just smeared. It's just been a smear campaign, especially a Friday the 13th. They have taken that away from us and we're not going to tolerate that anymore. We're taking our day back, damn it. So <laughs> I've got very impassioned about this. But, you know, I, I feel like, Again, especially as being a part of a marginalized group, a part, a group that has been oppressed, especially, and, and I'm saying as a woman, but also as um, a witch, being oppressed and being persecuted and having that history and that DNA in me and that longevity of, of all of these smear campaigns, basically, I'm mad that they took my day away from me. I'm going to take Friday the 13th back, and I think we all should, and dedicate that day to magic and not let them change the meaning of this sacred day to us. It really is sacred and it's beautiful. And, and it, it was the fear and the control and, and just not wanting people have a damn dead time that, that they started this whole thing where now we can't have 13 floors and buildings because people think it's bad luck. It is the opposite of bad luck. It is good luck. It is good luck. It is good luck. It is blessing. It is beautiful. And we're going to take our day back Friday the 13th. Meet me in the Facebook group. We're going to cast some spells and we're going to do the damn thing because we're going to harness our goddess energy. We're going to embrace our Venus day and we're going to do it. It really is this day that is so full of that beautiful, positive female energy that is in every one of us. And we're not going to take it anymore. We're taking our day back. <laughs> we're reclaiming it. It's, it's what's more powerful than which is taking a day that was already dedicated to a divine feminine energy and the goddess Venus and starting to practice again on that day instead of worrying about, uh, you know, instead of just going out and getting a tattoo. I think that's a thing that people do on Friday the 13th, but like, let's do it. 
let's serve an even higher purpose with that. So yeah, the association with Friday is that it's Venus's day. I'm so glad I finally figured out how to say Venus and not Venice. <laughs> I really got intense for a second there. That, I'm telling you that Aries energy and that Aries new moon has got your girl popping lately. I am like way up there. Um, but yeah, it, so Venus's association is with Friday. That is, that's her day. And so we're going to celebrate every Friday from now on and we're going to practice our magic every Friday. Um, so this is kind of going to be your homework in perpetuity forever and ever. We are going to take time every Friday to honor the goddess, to honor our own goddess energy that's in all of us, regardless of, you know, what you identify as. We all have all these different energies around us and in us from the universe. And we're going to honor that every, every Friday from now on. It's more than just happy hour, babes. Okay. I think I've officially said Friday uh, 18 times by now. <laughs> so let's move on back to uh, the number 13. So we think of Friday the 13th in totality, right? But Friday stands on its own as uh, Venus's day and then 13 can stand on its own. And why it's a magical number is this. 13 is in conjunction. It represents uh, the 13 moon cycles we have every year. Clearly, the lunar energy of the moon, that feminine energy as well, when you mix that with the feminine energy of Venus day, it's just a powder keg of like bad bitchness, honestly. <laughs> so... Uh, it represents the 13 cycles of the moon we have every year. So there is one of your magical connections. And then to ourselves, and if you are a person that menstruates, you know this, um, you'll have about 13 cycles a year and it will run in conjunction with the moon. Isn't that great? Here comes a full moon. Here comes my period. Awesome. Uh, glad you're here. Glad you showed up. But like, let's make it snappy because I don't have time for this. <laughs> All right. So let's relate that back to uh, the patriarchy. So not only did they want to take our day from us, but, um, you know, way back when you're, when a person was ovulating, that was seen as them being at the height of their power. Uh, they were the most beautiful, the most creative. Uh, that was the time for their strongest manifestation, the time for their strongest magic, the, the best rituals that perform the best, 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 best. <laughs> love repeating words. Um, you know, your ovulation was your height of your power because we were still connected to the idea of the divine feminine and not just shame, 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 shame. And when people who menstruate went through the process of actually shedding, you know, the blood because, Oh, blood's gross. I'm a, I'm a person who doesn't menstruate. And I think blood's gross. Listen, our bodily functions, my favorite thing to handle. No, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, let me, What's going on with that? Can I? No, <laughs> I'm not a fan necessarily of it, but the greater sense of what it represents and the cycle that it represents and being in conjunction with the moon and the 13, it's beautiful. And the thing is, we have been so beat down about having a period that we've lost the magic in it. So if you at, at your the height of your ovulate when you're ovul <laughs> when you're ovulating you're at the height of your magic and when you're shedding and you're completing that cycle it it was like this thing to really be worshipped and to embrace and to see as a celebration you know it, it was it, it just shows you that you're alive but since blood is gross and certain people again the powers that be tend to be sensitive and hate women. Um, <laughs> be misogynist. They instead gave us a history of shame about our bodies and shame about our female organs. Um, well, not our female organs, but our our reproductive organs. 
and shame about our period and us menstruating and saying, go hide over there for four days. Um, don't go outside. Don't leave your house. Don't cook spaghetti sauce. I think I heard that on Real Housewives of New Jersey once. If you're ovulating, oh no, if you're on your period, you shouldn't make spaghetti sauce because it'll turn out tainted or something. Wild. <laughs> also, this was like Teresa, I'm pretty sure. So this could just not be a real folklore belief. But yeah, I mean, you go back to more of this, this time of antiquity and all of the stuff about a female energy and, and certain processes of the human body are revered and they're thought to be beautiful and a sign of life and, and sacred. And now it's shameful. And not only is it shameful, but then you have to purchase tampons and pads and you have to pay extra tax on it. What? Uh-uh. So, <laughs> so 13 is, that was a sacred number for those reasons. It's associated again to the divine feminine. You put that divine, divine feminine energy with it being a goddess day for Venus, the most feminine divinity, divineness out there. You put those two in conjunction with each other. No wonder people were ready to smear it and break it down and not only not acknowledge it, not only allow us to have that celebration day, not to just take it from us, but also to just totally change the narrative around it and turn it into something ugly and scary and harsh and unpleasant. Like, <laughs> why can't we just catch a break? So yeah, that is why I truly have so much affinity for Friday the 13th because it's those two meeting together and it's like we're leveling up baby you know it's such a good day for us to practice our magic so again we ain't are not not gonna do it we're not gonna let the patriarchy steal this day from us like it has and we're not gonna like feel shame about because you know the thing the thing about with the menstruating it's not it's that they wanted us to feel shame about our bodies and the processes of our bodies as if uh, we didn't freaking make life itself. And I'm saying that as someone who has no desire to have children, will never have a child. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to talk about the whole child thing <laughs> because I don't want to like offend anyone. But for someone who I firmly believe that having a child is a decision and a choice that people make, but it's not the most important thing a woman will ever do. And it shouldn't be framed in that way. Uh, it just shouldn't. There, There is other accomplishments in life. And and not women, but people who menstruate and have the ability to give birth. We, we're uh, not, that's not like the, the be all end all for us. That's not a who we are, just birth givers and that's it. Like, isn't that the giver or whatever? But the ability to produce life is a sacred thing. It is a big deal. <laughs> you know, it is a magical thing. It really is. I'm saying that from a witchy magical standpoint. Anyway, I can talk about my feelings about uh, kids and childbirth and all that another day. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to hear that. This is my other podcast. Uh, child-free talk. Anyway. But yeah, so not only not only was there a movement to like make us ashamed of our body, strip away the, the magic and like being able to give life and, and being able to bleed and being able to start fresh with a new cycle. They wanted to strip us of our magic, you know? So it's, it's like be ashamed of your physical body. And be ashamed of your magic. Well, I'm not going to do either. I'm not going to be ashamed of having my period. I hate it still, but I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm not going to hide my tampon in my bra when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not. And I'm not going to be ashamed of my magic. I'm still going to practice that out loud. I'm going to have this podcast. I'm going to have a coven with all of you. And we're going to we're gonna do it. 
you can't take Friday from us. You can't take 13th from us. And when they come together, we're going to have the most magical days of all. I stand Friday the 13th. I'm, I'm going to just put it out there. You obviously know that listening to this podcast at this point. I, I love it. And so that's what I was just really compelled thinking like, oh, this is the 13th episode. We got to talk about 13 and we have to talk about Friday the 13th because we'll inevitably have we already had one this year. I don't think so. I'm probably wrong. You know, I never know what day it is, but I was very compelled to talk about this and it all just kind of synced up with 13 because I just, I had to change the PR around it. I had to give it a good episode and, and start chipping away at that smear campaign because we're owed that day back. That day belongs to us. It is sacred and we're going to take it back. And we, we deserve to not be ashamed of our magic or our bodies or our beliefs or any of that stuff. So yes, long story long. (laughs) I love Friday the 13th. I love the number 13. It is nothing to fear. The only reason we think is an unlucky day or something to fear is because of its root and divine feminine magic. There you go. And we're not ashamed of that. So we're going to rock with it. All right, my loves. My voice is about to go out as always, especially because I got real yelly this week. (laughs) But thank you so much for tuning in, for being here, for sticking it out with me every week. Thank you for spreading uh, the word about Bad Witch. Thank you for bringing more people to the coven. If you want to join the Facebook group, just search Bad Witch. It should come up. Uh, If it doesn't, links in the notes because I probably maybe set it up wrong, but you'll be able to find it. Um, Patreon is patreon.com slash bad witch and the bad witch. Nope. The bad witch podcast at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let's talk about Labrador, right? Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Friday the 13th. Tell me if you have some like really good Friday the 13th stories. I'd love to hear those. Uh, let's talk about, Aries season. Let's talk about how the new moon's been treating you. All that stuff. My inbox is always open. Facebook group is always open. We can talk about any of that stuff in there. So please come join. Let's make our coven whole and be on the same place. We can all talk to each other. Um, the group is hilarious. People keep posting really funny memes and it's like making my life. (laughs) It's just such a good escape from, uh, the craziness that is the rest of Facebook and assorted social media. So yeah, I think that's all the links. That's all the housekeeping. Thank you so much. You all mean the world to me. I love you, love you, love you from the bottom of my little witchy heart. And I will talk to you all next week. Goodbye.